Philippians chapter number 4, we're going to read a very familiar verse, verse number 13. Philippians chapter number 4, verse number 13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Now I want to ask you a question by way of the title of our message this morning is, can we really do all things through Christ? Can we really do all things through Christ? Let's ask the Lord to bless this time now. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, God, for the, for the immense power of it. And uh, Lord, I, I think of even a song that I learned once we started, as a family, once we started going to church, that it was just a psalm that kind of uh, went along with this verse that, that, we, that we can do all things through Christ which strengthen us. And certainly, Lord, that's what the verse says. And, but God, I pray that, Lord, you'd help me in the next 20 minutes or so to uh, shed some, some biblical light in on this famous verse. And uh, Lord, I pray that you get all the glory for it. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd guard my mind and my heart and my thoughts. And Lord, only have me say that which would be pleasing and to your edification and for your glory. And Lord, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. This, this, this verse is a very, it's a very familiar verse. Tim Tebow, uh, he was featured on the cover of the July 27th, 2009 Sports Illustrated. And he was all decked out in his Florida Gators uniform. Uh, Nicholas, if you could, if you could bring, that, uh, bring that up there. And you can see that, you know, this 2009, he was, he was fired up. And, and I'm not in any way, trust me, I don't want to, I'm not trying to pick on Tim Tebow. I think that's awesome. But what's amazing about uh, this picture is what made it so striking was the message that was written under uh, Tim Tebow's eyes in the eye black there. Uh, under, his, under his right eye was the word fill. I know you really can't uh, see it maybe. And then under his left eye were the numbers 413. And uh, what made that so amazing is that to most football fans, and we've kind of started college football this weekend, and is that it would have been meaningless to the, to the followers of most football fanatics. But Tebow's large evangelical following certainly recognize that as a Bible verse, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And Tim Tebow explained later in an interview that he chose Philippians 4.13. He said this, there's not a better verse for an athlete. It reads, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And so Tim Tebow said, hey, there's, there's no better verse for any athlete out there. And again, I'm not here to, to pick apart what uh, Tim Tebow said. I think, he's a, I think he's a great man. I think he's got a great platform, and I believe he uses it for the honor and glory of God. But I'll be honest with you, it's not hard to understand the gravitational pull that a verse like that could have on an athlete. He's, he's standing across you know, from some defensive player, and he's like, I'm going to get through you, and, you know, God's going to give me this strength. He can, he can do that. No doubt, countless men and women invoke God's power for their various feats of strength and stamina. Also, we, we, we know of a sports figure by the name of John Jones. 
John Jones is, uh, he's a notorious MMA fighter, and it's hard, kind of hard to see it here, but uh, he's actually come out in the news in the last two weeks with continued steroid use, but over his right on his chest are, is the tattoo Philippians 4.13, and he spends his life obviously beating the snot out of other men in the MMA world. And so in this era of unbridled self-esteem, who would not want the power of God enabling the power of God to, uh, to, to, to give them the fulfillment of our hopes, the fulfillment of our dreams? It, you, we want the power of God to, to, to animate us, so to speak, in the life in which we live. And celebrity pastor Joel Osteen, again, has been in the news this week with Lakewood Church and what his willingness to open that up for those that are struggling in Houston with, uh, with Hurricane Harvey that went through. But, but Joel Osteen, would, he would kind of, uh, he, he, he would, he does nothing to quench the optimism and the enthusiasm that something like this verse can bring on. In his devotional, we dare to believe, Joel Olstein says, it is possible to see your dreams fulfilled. It is possible to overcome that obstacle. It is possible to climb to new heights. It is possible to embrace your destiny. You may not know how it will all, how it will all take place. You may not have a plan but all you have to know is that if God said you can, you can. Today, why don't you begin to open yourself up to the possibilities in your, in your future by simply declaring this verse, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so, Joel Olstein's interpretation begs an important question regarding Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And here's the question. When Paul wrote that, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, when he wrote that I can do all things, or by extension now, you and I, we can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, was he promising victory and success in all of our personal endeavors? Does all things essentially mean anything that we want. That is so often how this verse is coined. That is so often how this verse will be used in our lives. We, we look at something that, that might be a task in our life or something before us and we take the mantra or we take the life stance, hey, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. But is that what Paul really meant? Is that what the Holy Spirit was trying to drive home in that verse? If so, why do Christians fail? Why do Christians not win in everything? Let me ask you a question. How many of you, I'll set you up here a little bit, how many of you in the last ah, 48 hours have either verbally or mentally complained about the weather? Come on, raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. All right, put your hand down, okay? Anybody not? No, don't do that because haven't complained. Lillian, awesome. Hey, you know, you're not, we're not really supposed to complain. So guess what? You lost in that. 
You know, and so sometimes we think, hey, hey, I can, just, I can do all things through Christ. Is that exactly what he meant? Well, the preceding verses in this text, Paul gives the true intent, and I'll be honest with you, it's quite clear. It says in verse number 11 of, our, uh, of this text, Now that I speak, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. What Paul's saying there is, I know basically how to have nothing, and I know how to have everything. I know moments of maybe where I'm in seemingly abject poverty, and there's moments of where I have a lot and where things are going great. I've been abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Again, this verse is encouraging to me. This verse is encouraging to you. I would not tell you that, you know, you can't use this to, for, for it to be that. But sometimes what we do, if we're not careful, is we take a verse and we take it out of its context and then we begin to apply it to our lives. And sometimes we apply it in a way that not necessarily is within its full nature. And so Christ's strength was not just a force that was enabling Paul to do whatever he desired or to get him to the ends of what he desired. It strengthened Paul, hear me, to be content in spite of harsh difficulties that he faced. That's the context that God was going to help him. God was going to give him the strength to be able to endure the, the hardships and the difficulties. He was not talking about some hypothetical goal. He wasn't talking about this, the, 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 this dream that you have, but about a very real adversity that Paul faced on a daily basis. Specifically, he was talking about the unfair imprisonment at the time of when he wrote the book of Philippians. When he was writing to these Philippian believers, he's describing his time really in prison, and he's writing from prison. He kind of gives us a, a snippet at the beginning of the book here in Philippians 1 verse 12. But I would, you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places, and many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident in my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul wrote that he could do all things through Christ that was strengthening him as he was confined to a filthy and oppression of a Roman prison cell. It kind of gives a little bit of a different light when you understand that through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he's penning a letter to the believers there at Philippi, hey, I am in a nasty dungeon-type prison here, and I'm writing to you that this God's using this for the furtherance of his gospel, and can I just kind of put it bluntly? He's basically saying, and I'm doing okay because Christ has strengthened me. 
I can, I can come through this. I can do all things within this context of suffering, in this context of difficulty, in this context of a, uh, of a situation. God can strengthen me. He can help me from a Roman filthy prison cell. And through Christ's divine strength, he was able to look beyond, hear me, he was able to look, this is so difficult for me sometimes, to look beyond his own suffering and be able to rejoice in that the gospel was being, uh, the, the furtherance of it, while he was in prison, he's able to say, okay, God's going to help me. I'm going I'm to be able to make it through this. I can do all things. I can, convicting, not complain through this. The same book of the Bible, he says that we are to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice context, Roman prison. And so Paul is kind of concluding this book here and saying, hey, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can make it through this situation. Let me say this, Paul never, as Olstein often will kind of put it, he never discovered the champion within himself. The Apostle Paul understood who his champion was. And our champion, ladies and gentlemen, this morning will always be Jesus Christ. He is our champion. I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you to don't allow the Word of God to encourage you, to kind of pick you up, but Jesus is your champion. He didn't, he didn't discover his inner champion, nor did he long for the fulfillment of his personal dreams. He didn't connect verses that made him feel good so he could dream more. His delight was in extending the reach and the influence of the gospel. And Paul labored to that end, whether he was free or incarcerated. And can I challenge you, have a few more verses here, but can I challenge you here this morning that whether you are up or whether you are down in your life, that you realize that it is Jesus that is your strength. That it is Jesus as the one that is going to aid you and is going to help you in your life, whether that's a time of difficulty or whether that's a time of victory. I mean, Paul, Paul was a benchmark for suffering. <laughs> I mean, he knew what it was like to humanly suffer. In 2 Corinthians 11, it says, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in laborers, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, 30, yeah, 40 stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I've been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness, in painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things or without that which cometh upon me, the daily care of all the churches." I mean, this was Paul's kind of Paul's M.O. This would be Paul's testimony, so to speak. And it's Paul is the one that, 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 that penned, the human, the human pen of Philippians that says, hey, rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. And then he kind of gives the capstone at the end of the chapter. I can do all of this in a prison, in difficulty. The, 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 the threshold isn't too much. Sometimes we think, hey, God, you've, you've got me under too much. God, I, I can't handle this. You know what? In your own strength, you can't. 
And God will put you in places where in your own strength you can't. And then you can come to the place, but I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. He's your champion. He's your hero. He's the one that you turn to. He's the one that sustains you. No matter how difficult our struggles, or Paul's struggles certainly were, he had a spiritual undergirding. He had an invisible means of support. His adequacy and his, his, his adequacy and sufficiency, Paul's, came from his union with Christ's adequacy and Christ's sufficiency. He is enough. He always will be enough. I love that song. I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught it. I don't know if that was the first time we sang it or not. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But with the song we sang about resurrecting. And you and I know, I think we, I think we have the, the theological understanding that someday if we pass from this earth, that yeah, we're going to be physically, bodily resurrected just like Jesus was. But you know what? There's a whole lot more meaning to that song than just the someday physical bodily resurrection. There's also the power and there's the truth that he's resurrecting you now. The situations that you're in, the difficulties you're in, the depressions that you're in, whatever it is, everyone's is different. That at that moment, if you will understand that in Christ, you have what you need, you have the power, you literally can be resurrected from that. From that depression, from that emotion. We were, I was about two and a half months ago, I'm not sure, maybe it was two months ago, we were driving to Palo Alto and back our chiropractor appointment, and we were listening to that song. And I'll be honest with you, I'd, I've heard that song for probably over a year, maybe, maybe a year and a half now, and it never clicked. It was always the bodily resurrection. That's all that it kind of ever meant to me. And then about two months ago, we're coming back from Palo Alto. I can't remember what happened that week, but something, you know, you kind of just get in those moods. Anybody ever get in a mood? Come on, yeah, thank you. Appreciate the couple of you that are honest. No, uh, but we kind of we kind of get in those, you know, poor me, you know, where you have a pity party where there's only you and no one else, and it's just super exciting. And God just used that song. He said, "I want to resurrect you out of that. I want to resurrect you out of that thinking process. I want to resurrect you out of that out of, out of that difficulty." in my mind, and it's amazing that in Christ and in that strength, that same power that song talks about, the same power that rose him from the grave now resides in you. That's the power that Paul's talking about. In the context, you can make it through. Your difficulty, your hardship. Why? Because Christ is the sufficient one. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, Nick finally got there. Thank you for following I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect my life to the sufficient, powerful Savior, Jesus Christ. He's going to be the one that is living through me. So when Paul says, I can do all things, you know what Paul's not saying? Paul's not saying... It's all about me. What Paul's really saying is that Christ can live through me. Christ is the great overcomer. Not you or me. We get to overcome because he did. Paul was strong enough to endure anything through him who strengthened him. What he is saying is that when he reached the limit of his resources when he reached the, 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 the limit of his strength, so to speak, even to the point of death, 
he came to the realization that the entire time he had been infused with the strength of Christ. He could have overcome the most dire physical difficulties because of the inner spiritual strength that God had given him. Philippians 4.13 does not lose any of its relevance for for, for us today just because we're not allowed to define all things as everything Ryan wants. Oh, it's still relevant. It's still extremely practical because on the contrary, Paul's example of suffering has the broadest application for all Christians because Paul said, in 2 Timothy 3, verse 12, says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer. You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer persecution. You're going to suffer different kinds of things. And so you and I, it's absolutely applicable for you. If you want to put some eye stuff on, and you want to put Philippians 4.13, do it. Don't just think that means that, hey, I'm going to be able to, you know, crack through this linebacker. Yeah, maybe. But what's your linebacker? What's your situation? What's your difficulty? What is it that, that oftentimes we will we'll run to somebody else for help? And hey, we're here for help. I want to help you. I want to, I, I want to be there every, every time I can. But let's realize that that strength, that that power, that it resides in Christ, in you. You want to be a champion? Realize Christ is your champion. It's not some inner power that you can conjure up in and of yourself. It's Christ. So suffering should not cause us to fade away, to be surprised as a Christian. Whether or not we end up in a prison cell like Paul, most likely that's not our lot in life. Whether, whatever the case is, is we can embrace Philippians 4.13 as he did. And we've been given the promise of Christ's strength to endure all things in the context, suffering for his sake. You and I, we can endure that. You and I, we can apply that verse to your situation that is so difficult right now. Take 4.13, Philippians 4.13, and apply it to that. Because in Christ, you can make it through. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm going to give you a moment to pray that prayer back to God. Say, God, help me. I'm going to realize that, God, I can. Because you did. Because of Jesus, I can. Is it to win an MMA fight? Maybe? Crack through a linebacker? Maybe. I'm not trying to pick on those men. Just trying to shed a little bit of light on that verse. That verse meets you right into your darkest hour. That's where it meets you. In 
the hour that you want to just roll up in the fetal position and just cry yourself to sleep. In Christ, you can make it through. In Christ, you can, quote unquote, keep the faith. In Christ, you can not complain your way through. In Christ, you can not quit. Because you can do all things through Him. Father, I pray that, Lord, you take this simple, shortened message, God, and that you would do in the heart of the people's lives, Lord, what only you can do. And Father, I pray that, Lord, just something, just, just the, the verse within its context, God can help us. That if the Apostle Paul, who is literally in a dark, nasty dungeon, chained to somebody else, can say, hey, I can rejoice in all things. I can, I can do all things. I can, I can make it through this in a way that is honoring and glorifying to God that is for the furtherance of the gospel. Then, Lord, I'm only going to be able to do that through your strength. And, God, I pray that you'd help us to realize that. I pray that, Lord, you'd help us to realize that sometimes our sour, complaining, bitter way of living our lives sometimes is a hindrance of the gospel. No one wants what we have because we're not allowing you to live through us. And Lord, I pray that you'd help me, God, to apply this verse in its proper way in my life. And God, I'll be careful to give you the glory for what you do in my life as well as in the life of our church. And Lord, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, you can.